0: You know, I love me, those brain maps. Wow, they are an incredible way to see exactly what's going on in the brain, what's working, what's not working, and really guide you to the right path. If you haven't had one, you're missing out. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health Trailblazer and join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today we're talking about brain maps, QEEG brain maps, just how they work, how they are an incredible diagnostic tool to help you chart the course to better behavior, better attention, mood, and of course, wellness, so you don't have to keep guessing. Hello, today we are talking about one of my all-time just favorite topics, something I do all the time and have a little bit of, as I like to say, I'm a little bit of a savant on these. We're talking about QEG brain maps and it's something people ask me about. We're going to dive into what is a brain map, you know, what areas that it can help with, how is it diagnostic, how is it not. And really, what does it show us about the brain and what it is doing and what it's not? And why it's just such an amazing tool for helping us to really check under the hood and get to the bottom of what is going on, whether it's a child, whether it is yourself, right, for adults. So it's used for many reasons. So let's talk about a brain map. And I'm going to actually show you a couple of pictures for those of you that are actually watching on YouTube. And this is me with uh, one of our clients, actually one of our, our staff's kids, <laughs> doing a brain map. And it's a really simple process. And I'm going to explain so that you can hear what it's like. So this is our, we call him Narrow Net at our office. And please know this is not really on properly. And Nancy, who's probably watching, is probably like, Rosie, it's not on. But I just wrangled it on. So what a QEG, you know, what is a brain map? You know, what does it do? How does it work? So a brain map is a technique, a method, whatever you want to call it, where we take, we use a cap, we measure the surface electrical activity of the brain, and that data is analyzed. Some databases are clinical, some are normative. It just, it depends on what, you know, what you do. Um, And there's lots of arguments in our fields. The neurofeedback is a very patriarchal field. And that means there's a lot of guys trying to argue over their method and equipment. We don't do this, women. There's lots of arguments. Essentially, it is the same process regardless of the database. So that database gives you a visual representation of what the brain is doing. Is this area working? this area not working? And if you're listening to me and following me, you know I talk about things overworking. And underworking. And there would be a range of behaviors that you would see based on if it's underworking and overworking. That's why, if you've ever had a brain map with me, you're completely freaked out that I start off all of my diagnostic intakes with just brain map because I don't want to hear everything else. Let's talk about what the brain is telling us what it can do. So when something is underworking, right, you're going to see things like inattention, withdrawn behaviors, slow processing, fatigue, you're going to see those kinds of things. When it's overworking, you're going to see, uh, you can still see some of those areas, but really you might see anger, you might see irritation, you might see high level anxiety, OCD, my pants kids, my pants kids. We'll have brains that have areas that are on and off, and every area is different. When we're going to go into what does it look like, I'm going to show you some examples, but I'll talk you through it for those of you that are listening. But as NeuroNed likes to show us, <laughs> and it is our, vi- our visuals, you're putting a cap on. There are different size caps. And even though there are what's called dry caps available, that don't use what's called conductivity gel. So there's gel that is inserted to each area of these. Uh, this is a 19 site cap. They have ones that have For research, like a couple hundred areas that they're measuring, Uh, we don't do that. Typically, some people do 10. I don't know why, but sites in the brain, but it's 19. It's a good, healthy amount to give us a real sense of what's happening over the structures. And what's happening between the structures? Like what is the connections? The connections I refer to as the superhighway. And if you've heard me talk, we only talk about structures most of the time, but it's really the connections that do the heavy lifting. So our OCD people, they tend to, our panic attack people, our individuals with autism, many PANS folks have hyperconnectivity, right? So you have this, overdrive. And it behaviorally looks different in all those groups, right? So OCD, what you're going to see is obsessions, intrusive thoughts, compulsive behaviors, rituals, In autism, you might see stereotypical behavior, repetitive behavior. I had a mom on the other day and she was like, Dr. Rowe, I just want her to stop scripting on this one topic, right, which was a cartoon. And and you could see hyperconnectivity. You also could see low connectivity. And pans, pandas is a mix as well as depression. There's just different areas. So it gives us through this process of putting the cap on, you're hooked This is like the fancy rainbow thing that's hooked to a computer. It's going to measure it. And then, you know, what happens next, right? And this is all about how brain mapping works. We measure it, put it in a database, and then with me, what are you going to do? So I then have my Savat qualities where I look at a brain map. And there's very few of us that read brain maps. A lot of people send theirs out to be analyzed elsewhere. There's nothing wrong, like it's just that with me, you're getting that expertise that I've done well over 10,000. I stopped counting at 10,000. And if you are interested in working one-on-one with me and our team, you go to drrosanne.com forward slash help. This is for people who are sick and tired of whatever issue that they have. Like we take six months with you. This is not just neurofeedback. This is an incredibly comprehensive approach we look at, you know, nutrition, supplements, lifestyle, your whole ecosystem is what I say. So whenever somebody says, like, why are you so different? Or why do you have a six month program? Because that's what works. If you're really sick and tired of being sick and tired, or that issue not going away, or you're really, you know, like we had um, somebody come this week, because, you know, they're afraid of what's going to happen beyond eighth grade. And I was like, I'm so glad you're here, because we have lots of time to get that working. But that brain mapping, that's how the actual physical process, put the cap on, squirt some gel in there. At our office, we're highly experienced with sensory kids. We do, sometimes we do prep in advance. We do all kinds of things um, to support our neurodivergent brains of the individuals coming in or somebody has, you know, compulsions and whatnot. So what can a brain map help with? And that's really an important question, I think, All of us, right, should answer. So, number one, as I already mentioned, we're going to see what areas are working and what areas are not working. And when an area is working, it can do this. When it isn't working, it can't do this. Or it's overworking, it's doing too much. Uh, I had a dad this week and he was like, That was the most mind blowing thing of your intake with you that I got to understand what my son's overworking why we couldn't stop the behaviors why the talk therapy wasn't working why the ot wasn't working and because remember you're my followers gotta calm the brain then teach new skills can't stick can't stick i talked to somebody this week and they were like well you know we're already signed up for executive functioning coaching and i said well his brain can't focus. Like you have to have a tutor three times a week. Why are you going to add another treatment to it? Let's get his brain optimized and working. And then the executive functioning coaching can stick, you know? And they were like, oh, hadn't thought about it. What does a brain map really help with? It's going to tell us, even without diagnosis, what is actually going on. Two, with me, and just know some of our people are working with me one-on-one within our program. But also people fly in all the time or they drive in or they do a straight consult where I do consults on brain mat. So I wasn't doing that, but I do do that. And a, a lot of therapists asked me to do it um, so that they could take that information and better work with their clients. So I do do consults. You can go to drrosanne.com forward slash help and it will walk you through what's called a solution matcher and match you through. We can see what areas are working. We can get clear diagnostic picture. Can I just say how important this is? Because 50% or greater of all of my cases do not have an accurate clinical diagnosis. And I'm saying that conservatively. And they always come in with like shopping carts, shopping carts, full of diagnoses, and a lot of times they have an ADD, a lot of times they have an ODD, a lot of times they have anxiety, but nobody's really got a clear picture. And how can we actually have the right treatment without a clear picture? We can't. So it is unbelievable for checking under the hood, helping us to better understand what is there, right? Here's somebody saying, thank you for recognizing first calm the brain, then other interventions will actually work. Yes, that is so important. We must self-regulate. And then, you know, just like I told you on Tuesday, January is going to be self-regulation, January. So we're going to do a lot of things about is so, so important, right? To help us to self-regulate. Somebody said, glad to hear you have a six-month approach. It's not right, right? True health isn't a quick fix. It is not. And just so you know, the person who made that comment I do have a magic wand on my desk for a reason because a lot of people come to me and they really think there's some type of magic because pharma has convinced us that there is a pill. We must regulate the nervous system. We have to work on behaviors. That is much harder. You know, we guide people towards that. And, and you know, there's great therapists out there. There are. But if we're not regulating and people are moving to such dysregulation and I have never, ever, ever seen in this world I, at this time. I've never seen so many people so dysregulated, and this is impacting our kids. Other kids are dysregulated, parents are dysregulated. It's we need to work on calming our nervous system. Hence, my calm brain, happy family. So, let me show you um, some more pictures. I know there's some great questions. Please ask away, and so you can kind of get a set. So. Somebody's asking, what's our process? How do we work? And this is my unique process. In my trademark program, it actually should have a registered trademark, but I either do a brain map. On occasion, some of my people, their kids might be too dysregulated. um, They might be too far away. And we do a brain check first, which is an intake. So there's always an intake with me. I create a care plan. What is my care plan? Hello, it's based on working with thousands of kids and families. Knowing what changes the brain and behavior to create lasting change, that is what is in that care plan. For those people who work fully remote, which we do work fully remote with people, we send you equipment, we teach you how to do it, you do your sessions, you get wellness coaching along the way. I mean, data is my love language, which is why I fell in love with QEGs because it gives us concrete ways to measure change, but we also use clinical tools to measure as well. And then as the nervous system starts to regulate, depending on where people are at, we then add more and more brain keys is what I like to call them, amplifiers, diet, right? Some of my people can do diet right away. Some of my families too much for them. And we just have to work where people are at. We support you and we never make anybody feel bad and then we just keep moving forward in that. And that's really helpful. So, I love this comment. Brain regulation is the basis of behavior somehow. Thank you for bringing that up. It really is something that is missing. And so in the the message, if we don't have behavioral disinhibition, right? It's a fancy word, but if we don't have an ability within our brain and body to actually put the brakes on, how can somebody learn? How can somebody pay attention? How can they get along with others, whether it's at school or work? They can't. So we must regulate that nervous system. And that starts with the basis of executive function. Everything is about being able to control the impulses. And it becomes much harder when we're in a sympathetic, dominant state. Here is a great question. How long does a brain map take? Such a great question. We collect about 10 minutes of data with your eyes open, eyes closed. I would say the majority of people, even young kids, I mean, we're pros here. I mean, we we love you up. We make it like just so incredible. And uh, I know that people have come to me after working with other practitioners. And unfortunately, they don't always have that experience. But when you're using the conductivity gel, it is quicker. Um, And I would say that 30 minutes tends to be the max. Sometimes it's less than that. So and sometimes it can be two hours. (laughs) If I have a real sensory kid and we have to walk them through, but we we are experts here. It's quick. It's definitely like under 30 minutes. Um, And some of my people in our program, because so many of our people are not local, sometimes they only come in for the first brain map and that's okay. And then we do brain checks which is where we're collecting raw EEG data, because I can read raw EEG data, which is not an EEG like you get if there was you know, any other issues. Somebody is asking about what I can and can't see. Can you see slow processing speed? I read that you can't change slow processing speed, but can neurofeedback improve that? Can I say heck yes to both of those? Absolutely. So first of all, you absolutely can see processing speed, you can see very clearly. And when you know the brain, like I do, because I was trained in, I did neuropsych testing, psychoed testing for all those, you know, 20 something years and hello, I have a doctorate. And I did so much work with just supporting kids and helping to regulate their brain so that they could learn better and pay attention. It was such a natural evolution and flow into neurofeedback, which you're able to see the lines of communication and what we know through research. I mean, I saw another piece come out today, More and more, we're seeing neurodivergent brains, kids with ADHD, kids with autism, two different research studies came out, show that they have a problem in their brain hubs, in their communication hubs. This is a major, major reason why kids try meds, psychostimulants, and don't improve, because those meds are only going into the frontal lobe. But what I see in the brain maps is very clear lines within the brain that there is not proper communication, and that brain communication again is the super highway. So, um, and that's really important because nobody's talking about it. They don't understand it. And that's why neurofeedback is amazing because what does neurofeedback do? It is an improve brain communication, and it does it like honestly nothing else. It's incredible. Um, Somebody is asking if neurofeedback training So um, So for, it's in the book, 41 pages. So feel free. And we have lots of blogs to talk about research. So it is lasting change over time. The research tells us that as far as 10 years out, that the brain has sustained the changes. Let me tell you my anecdotal support for this. So lots of people... Um, do neurofeedback. They continue. They move on, and I never see them again. <laughs> they get better, and some of them have even come back to work um, at staff and it, as staff because they've been so thrilled with their kids as their kids get older and they come back. And if you've listened to the episode with Alex, who is why I did neurofeedback, he did neurofeedback elsewhere, and 20 years later, not only has he sustained the changes. And just if anybody hasn't heard the story, he, to this day, has the worst case of ADHD would have been labeled autistic that I've ever seen of anybody, including me working in the roughest clinics and of residential treatment centers, truly. So he is amazing. Like, he is amazing. He's not the same. So behaviorally dysregulated that I couldn't test him in a room with a window because he would have climbed out of it. He is as chill and accomplished with his master's degree as possible. So Rachel is saying, hearing success story, sh- stories surely gives hope. Yes, it does. So, um, you know, I'm all about hope. And it, we, when our babies, as a mother of a neuro, two neurodivergents, you worry, you know, and so you want to hear how are these things working Yes. And somebody's saying ASD is a communication issue. Absolutely. It's a communication issue in the brain. And people with autism, we know through postmortem studies that about 72% have brain inflammation. So it's also a disorder of brain inflammation, and there tends to be an excessive amount of Delta. So one of the things that we can see, and I'm going to show you some examples, is that what happens in a brain? What am I actually seeing? I'm showing a brain of somebody with ADHD, and I'm going to walk you through it. And this is what uh, one of the ways that the brain map looks. And I have all different views, but I just find this to be very easy to understand. So when a brain has low functioning in my database, it's blue. Okay, so this is somebody pre and post neurofeedback brain map with ADHD. And most people are doing about 40 or so sessions. I have some people who do a lot more and they tend to be autistics, but Most people are doing somewhere around that. Doing anything less than 20 sessions is literally a complete waste of time. I don't care what people tell you. It's just not enough to create lasting change in the brain. Always think of it like building a muscle. And that's why our program includes 40 sessions and we know that's sort of a sweet spot some people do more but a lot of people don't so this is somebody very low activity and what's really really important to understand about adhd right this is how we know when somebody has adhd their brain patterning when i am reading a brain map it's about brain patterns We know very clearly that certain patterns are associated with certain clinical behaviors, clinical issues. So that's how I, which again, isn't always the case with people you're getting, this is like, go back and listen to why you should get an expert. I'm an expert people. I train other people. That is what your you know, the 32 years, soon to be more years of experience is. So ADHD, too much activity in the low frequencies frontally, which is Delta, and then no focus brainwaves beta. This is a classic example of it. This was somebody in 40 sessions. Green is healthy. They literally went to almost 100% normal brainwave activity with training. They also did supplements because we're in our program. And I can't say what they are because they're all unique. And I'm sure they did some level of diet cleanup. I require at least 25% diet change. I think that's really, really, really important. Somebody's asking to share more success story like Alex, because that's exhilarating. Oh, I mean, there are so many success stories for people that come out of it. Um, Our program, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. Somebody told me today, or I should say this week, I did a case with somebody with anxiety and we completed our program. And, you know, she was like night and day. Night and day, this was a kid that was anxious and abrasive and angry. And, you know, I always call it the viper syndrome, right? So all stemming from anxiety, right? And she came in on the recommendation of a girlfriend, a friend of theirs who their kid had had a tremendous amount of success with the ADHD. She, she was like, I can't believe like literally those behaviors are 100% gone no longer there. And what really started to happen is they started to see, like, wow, where was this anxiety coming from? And it helped us to really understand what needed to happen for this kid, which was some more support and learning, thriving, doing incredible. I mean, I can go on and on. And we are going to do an episode on ADHD success stories um, with somebody that I worked with uh, again a long time. Hey, parents. Looking to turn those stressful days into moments of calm focus? Well, that's exactly why I created Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. It's the brain booster that helps kids and parents stay centered and sharp. It's not magic. It's science. And it's just a spoonful away. Bring the balance with Neurotastic. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium to get special subscribe and save discounts with, of course, amazing gifts. DrRoseanne.com forward slash magnesium. Somebody's asking about what do these colors indicate, right? So let's go back to another brain map. The colors, actually, this is a different view. So This is complex, but just know that yellow and red are overactivity. Blue is the gradients are blue and it has to do with the standard deviation. Was it one or two standard standard deviations are low and green is a healthy brainwave. Um, And this is just a different vantage point to only look at one section. This is somebody with PANs. A lot of overactivity, very, very agitated. It was beta brain waves, just super, super anxious. And we were almost completely able to just get rid of it. They have lime, strap, rage. Um, so we took down their rage. It was over. It was, it was great. And and this is years ago. This is somebody probably worked with, I mean, gosh, this has to be at least seven years ago. I think longer. Um, this is somebody with PANS and OCD. Very interesting, even though OCD is a situation where when it's genetic, which I don't see a lot of, a lot of my cases or all cases, <laughs> really a lot of it, it's inflammatory. This is somebody that had infection, COVID-related pans. It went in, it shut everything off in the brain. And essentially what happened is the brain tried to keep turning itself on and it created this compulsiveness. And they, we were able to almost completely turn the brain back on. We were able to still see there's inflammation there. So in our program, we're able to help support her and work with whoever their physician was to support the detoxification process. So I think that absolutely we want to, you know, really talk about, you know, what happens to people. Somebody's saying once the brain acquires a desirable skill, retains it because it's efficient. Absolutely. And the brain doesn't want to be. In these negative states, like it doesn't want to be agitated. It doesn't want to be angry. It doesn't want to be any of that. But yet it finds itself there. Brains get stuck. And then we are convinced because a lot of times, you know, we're convinced it's only a medication that makes the difference. And why does that happen? Because unfortunately, at the top of our mental health system is a physician. Number one, it should be the individual or the parent really getting good quality education. Like one of my moms emailed me something today and it was like hogwash that they had found on the internet. So now I'm like, okay, I had already warned her. I was like, girl, you're here. You got to trust me. And now I'm like, every time you you have a question, send me, this, send me the information. I need like a research citation for to do that. So she's like, okay, you know, it's good. She's like, thank God. I literally am doing research at 2 a.m. And I was like, you don't need to research at 2 a.m. I have done the research for you and it's here in this program and you can run things by me. One of the comments is reducing inflammation is vital. Brain inflammation is the greatest threat to our mental health. And everyone says, well, how are these babies, you know, getting all these inflammation? It doesn't matter if it's babies or adults, but in fact, kids are just they're born with 267 toxins in their body. And we are reducing food quality. There are a lot of things that are happening that are causing brain inflammation. And I can tell you that I am seeing a huge amount of my people have brain inflammation. So for sure, somebody has this comment. I love this. Medications just reduce symptoms. They don't, Teach skills. I always say that not pills, teach skills. Stop taking them and you're back to square one. Unfortunately, that is the truth. If these things were great, we wouldn't have the greatest mental health crisis ever. And I think people need to remember that. And I also think people are getting too comfortable being sort of moderately okay, not understanding that you really can thrive and know that, the, again, there's no absolutely magic wand. No magic one. Let's say that again. The path, it's about shifting your effort and working smarter, not harder. And I think that's a message that I've been trying to say for a long time. I understand. And and you're always going to hear me say, I walk the walk, not just talk the talk, because, you know, I'm a pans mom for crying out loud. And it's for sure, neurofeedback teaches skills. Love that. And what it does is it teaches the brain to get regulated and then it stays regulated over time. Now, just like anything else, like you go get a massage, and the next day you do an Ironman triathlon, you're going to feel like poo. We have to continue to support the nervous system. I always say, power down to power up. So it just doesn't have to be so intense. You still want to do meditation or breath work, all these things. We have to keep lubricating the nervous system. And you know, as awful as pans was, and and I would never want that for anybody. Has positively changed our lives, at least in the Hodge household. Like we were already pretty high level eaters, but we went to extreme. We prioritize other things. And it certainly has really given me permission to reduce anybody who's toxic in my life. Not that I wasn't pretty good about that, but now it's like super clear. So with all these things, there are things that are helpful. Somebody wanted to know how long are sessions? Let's get into neurofeedback. Let's answer some questions about neurofeedback because I think it's really helpful to understand what the process is. You know, what does it look like? So how does neurofeedback help? And I'm about brain-based tools. And a little secret, because I know a lot of you LinkedIn people are here. Be on the lookout because Dr. Rowe in 2024 is going to do a brain-based mastermind where I am going to teach people how to do this. So there's already, it's going to be a tiny, tiny group of people. There's already three people signed up. So just be on that thing, the lookout. So I know I've gotten quite a bit of talking to by my peers that I have a super high level of knowledge with things related to brain inflammation that just isn't being translated. So it's going to be a one-year thing But that's that's different. I'm only talking about it, but because there's many professionals here and I appreciate it. And thank you for your insight. So neurofeedback at the most base level works because it takes you from a sympathetic stress dominant down into a calm parasympathetic. So it gets you out of fight, flight or freeze. Once you're out of fight, flight or freeze, you can think your body can heal. You can take action. If you are in a sympathetic dominant state, ain't no learning happening, people. Ain't no healing happening. I don't know how many times I have to say that. And, and the, the, the meds, which are supposed to help you, they have their own level of toxicity. And if so many people already have brain inflammation, that is only going to add to the fuel to that fire. And that's why this is an aha moment where sometimes we do meds, you get better temporarily, and then there's a descent. It's because the increase in toxicity, typically it destroys your gut bacteria, which we need for neurotransmitters and a lot of other things. But ultimately, neurofeedback is about taking a brain to help it be unfocused to alert, dysregulated to calm, lots of research, positive stuff. Go back and listen to the other episodes. I don't want you to you know spend time doing it. But how does it actually work physically? So you're not putting the cap on. I do EEG neurofeedback. All neurofeedback is good. There's a right kind of neurofeedback at the right time. I've been getting a lot of people calling me and telling me they did LENS, which is totally different. That is really just good for stress. Please don't do it if you have complex cases. Also people doing other forms that don't directly train specific areas. My people need training in specific areas. I've tried other forms of training. It does not work for my people. No bashing of any other kind. And if you have a question about whether this could help you, maybe you've tried and it didn't work. I get a lot of cases. I would say probably about a quarter of my cases are people that have tried neurofeedback before and it didn't work. They come to me because I know I know what I'm doing. How about that? And I will honestly evaluate your case and tell you whether I can take it or not. I mean, it's just the way it works. You go to drrosanne.com forward slash help if you are interested it provides reinforcement to the brain. That is how neurofeedback works. The computer is not giving you anything, not like infraslow. What you're doing is it's measuring. I've made a protocol and it's going to get reinforced. And just think that you're getting on a treadmill and you're walking right out of the gate. And the more you walk, the more you build that muscle. You don't have to learn how to walk. You're just walking and you're building that muscle. That is exactly what neurofeedback does. It says, this is unhealthy, this is healthy. And in two to three seconds, your brain will instantaneously produce the right combination of brainwaves. And that's what happens. Sessions, what I do is about 20 minutes to 30 minutes. That's what most people, depending on age, but I would say on average, it's about 30 minutes. And again, nothing comes through the wire of EEG neurofeedback. It is only measuring and reinforcing and that computer is giving that reinforcement. This is our home-based equipment. This is what a session physically looks like. And you're, you know, we we send people home with a computer, we mail it to them. That is what it actually looks like. Now there's all kinds of equipment. All equipment is FDA regulated. There is no bad equipment in terms of EEG neurofeedback. People will trash talk. Um, that's usually because they just whatever. They don't know what they're talking about. But it's really highly dependent on the person setting up the protocol. That is really the greatest thing that's going to give you success or don't. So, I mean, that's really why a lot of complex cases come to me because most practitioners don't want to do that. No, I'm not mentoring practitioners anymore one-on-one. I just don't have time. That's why I'm going to do a year-long mastermind. So, somebody has a great question if it's effective for language and communication or issues, if it's hereditary. So, it doesn't matter if the issue is hereditary, genetic variant, acquired, doesn't matter what it is. What it's going to do, right? One, we look at the brain map, we let the brain map, or I let the brain map say, wow, this is a trainable brain. Sometimes I get a brain. And I'll get back to your communication issue. And I'll say, wait, we need to do this, this, and this before we do neurofeedback. That's what the clinical experience gets you. It might not even be anything I offer, it might be something else as we prepare. It happens. Uh, a lot of brains are great for neurofeedback. I do as young as three and a half, all the way into the elderly. Even though the bulk of our people are kids. A lot of entire families do neurofeedback with us. It is great for communication issues, whether it is Any level of communication, like physical production, stuttering, pragmatic language communication, there isn't something because again, we can with EEG neurofeedback, we can go in, we can train lines of communication that improve brain functioning. But we also can train very specific areas that aren't working. And that tends to be why, you know, like people will say, like, why does somebody if you heard the episode with Tiffany, like she's done over 100 sessions. She has seen her kid was like almost autistic and no longer meets the criteria, not just neurofeedback. Again, very comprehensive approach with a whole team. And she just is getting so micro with what we're changing and improving that she's thrilled and she doesn't want to discontinue. And I think that's okay. And, and, and it's a partnership and we work through a lot of things and making sure that we are addressing and supporting the needs of this like unbelievably awesome flipping kid. And how excited that we changed his life. And he's just going to, you know, his OT was like, I don't even have anything to work on him with anymore. So just to understand our process, like people do a QEG brain map with me if they're in person, if they can travel or they're local. Um, yes, I do diagnostic consults and with in-person QEGs. And if somebody's had a QEG, I will do a consult on somebody else's QEG. Only giving you my opinion. And I don't go back to that practitioner unless it's the practitioner that it requested because people have their own way of doing things. And as much as my families have said, oh, will you train this practitioner? They're not interested. And it's just not what I'm doing. So it's just to give you my professional opinion. It's a when you don't come in, it's just an educational consult. It's not a diagnostic assessment. I have to have seen you legally if you're in the states of Connecticut and New York. I have to do that. So you do an intake with me. It's the only way to meet with me. right? I don't do straight consults. Like Sometimes people are like, oh, can I pay you for an hour of your time? No. I only do things through an intake process. It's just what it is. Only so many hours in the day, people, I got my own kit. Doing a lot more speaking and really trying to change the world, right? We need to get people to understand about these things so people are not hurting so much. Um, Most people are doing two to four sessions a week and getting additional brain support along the way. And people always ask, what issues can you address? I don't know what issue you can address. It is incredible because again, we're dealing with brain dysregulation. Once you get the brain regulated, you can resolve a variety of symptoms. Hello, hopefully that's an aha moment for you. People always ask me like, when is the right time to do it? My kid's super dysregulated. You know, you can talk to our staff and they can help you to answer that question. But it's really, do you have an ability and a willingness and the commitment to actually do two or three times a week? Some of my kids are so dysregulated that we have to do our PEMF before. And that's okay. And we work walk it through. It's always like, we always want it fixed yesterday. And I get it as a mom who's got kids are struggling. So these are general questions people ask. Like, does equipment matter? It's FDA regulated. I believe I already told you some of these questions like, I believe in EEG neurofeedback. That's what works for my population. I'm not going to trash talk anything else. I just know what works, especially for a developing brain. I love QEEGs. You know, is it better than a brain check? Of course. I have more data. I can see things clearly, but I have lots of people who do that and we do great. We only are going to allow that if we think that is acceptable. That's what happens when you go to high level experts who's been doing this forever. Can you do neurofeedback with other treatments? Um, like medication and stuff and things like that, or other things like OT and PT, the more holistic, the more synergistic. And, and actually we plan, I just planned with a mom yesterday to do an intensive and then do the speech intensive at the same time. So the brain soaks it in and really there's just like a synergistic effect. People will say like, can I do more neurofeedback? Can I only do once a week? You're your time with once a week. You really do. But some of my people are able to do daily. It depends. I guide you through that. That is not something a typical practitioner is able to do. And not everybody has access to home-based equipment. So home-based equipment has been a game changer. I love the equipment. I think it's great. So much to like about it. It's easy to use. We are able to see everything. And I think that's incredibly important to know that you're using and being followed and tracked. And just know the research is incredibly solid. Thousands of research study, 3,000 peer reviewed. When you see negative things about neurofeedback, it's really because somebody may not have followed the prescription. Like, you know, they bagged out after 10 sessions. People call me and say, oh, I've done three sessions. Like, shouldn't I notice something? I'm like, clearly you haven't read the 14 million pages of documents or heard me in the video in advance and the video after. We get weak and I get it. We we want like, again, we want the magic wand. So, um, but for sure. So people are asking like very specific questions about loss of oxygen at birth. So a large percentage of the people I work with have head injury, acquired head injury, birth trauma, anoxia, damage at birth, which I know is so scary to hear that. Um, Neurofeedback is amazing for any type of brain injury, regardless of where and why and when it happened. It can be an incredibly old injury. I've treated people in their 60s and 70s with head injuries from birth. So the brain is very resilient and it will resolve itself, but sometimes it can't and it gets stuck. And those brain injuries can show up decades later. So when you go looking, you see things. So it doesn't matter how it happened. It's really, is your brain trainable in that? It doesn't matter if it's genetic. It doesn't matter if it's genetic variant. It doesn't matter if it's a trauma. It doesn't matter what it is. So when you come to me and you have a brain map, you're really just... This is what I do, people. This is what why people hop on an airplane. And no, I don't partner with anybody and recommend anybody else. I don't have that kind of relationship. And I do things, I have a trademark program. I don't know anybody who's doing it the way that I'm doing. And that's okay. You can go and find a certified provider. I'd say absolutely only work with certified provider. Don't work with anybody who's not licensed. There's health coaches out there doing this. I don't know how, because you're not, most states, it's not legal. Just make sure you're going to somebody who's an expert in that area. And I think most people do well. And, you know, we always think, oh, it's a little ADD. We, it's a little this, it's a little that. But a lot of times, it's much more complex. Right before I got on, I looked at somebody's brain map, and it was somebody who had tick-borne infection. And the good news is the tick-borne infection resolved. But there were areas that were still shut off. But also, I was very clearly able to see learning and processing problems. So it gives us a clear direction. It also cleared up. Well, I don't see active infection. And please know that this is somebody that's being medically followed. This is not something I just said, oh, yeah, there's nothing here. We always want to substantiate when it comes to infections and toxins. We need lab work, but we can still see it in the brain and we can see, you know, when I see somebody with um, gut problems, because you can, I can see that in a brain map. Not most people can because I I understand the patterning. I send them for stool testing. If you're interested in working, I hope this was like a good conversation. You guys have been amazing. I'm so excited. You had so many questions. I'm going to be monitoring. If you're watching live, I'm going to be monitoring the chat. Please pop. Some questions in. If you are interested in working one-on-one with us, if you are like, this is it, I've got to do something different, go to drrosancom forward slash help. I know everybody wants to work one-on-one, but we are going to be doing more and more and more Things, not just our Neurotastic Multi Mag Brain formula, which, you know, if you're not on, please get on because it's awesome. I'm super excited about all the things that I'm reading and the responses and the testimonials, but we are also doing a community for parents and with different levels, and we have way more offerings that are coming. So, but this solution matcher will guide you to the right place in your journey. You know, please consider a QEG brain map. I hope I enlightened you. It is the most unbelievable diagnostic tool. And it saves so much time and hurt that kids and families experience because you're able to see the issue. So even if you're not doing neurofeedback, because maybe that's something you don't want to do, we do QEG brain maps and we guide you to the right steps of what needs to happen. So wherever you are in the journey is exactly where you need to be. You got to take an action. And I hope today you felt like taking an action towards QEG Brain Map. Parenting is hard and there are so many ups and downs. And you know what? When we're captaining this ship, and we don't know where we're going. Boy, the road is hard, unnecessarily hard. That is why these brain maps can change everything. I hope you learned a lot today and I hope you feel that Going to be okay when you take a step towards a brain map. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosan.com forward slash help, D R R. O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.